Hi, it's Henry, aka Cairo, here to remind you to check out the care warnings and transcript in the episode description. Grab a nice drink and have a safe listen. Mythale presents Circe's. Episode 7, Dysphoria Elias What do you want, Mr. Timor? I am kind of in the middle of something. I need, I, I need you to understand that this is more important than stupid paperwork. Ugh. I, I had literally just finished those. To be quite frank with you, Elias, I don't care. So either you drop the attitude and listen to me, or I'm going to write you up. Okay, uh, what is the matter, Dr. Timor? We have a young patient on our hands. He can't be older than 17. Okay, um, is there anything special about this patient since you're asking for help with him? I accidentally caught a glimpse of your personnel files, and before you say anything, I know that's a breach of your privacy, but I did notice you've had some personal experience with, um, attempting. Oh. Uh, Yeah, I was admitted to the mental hospital when I was 16, so I guess you could call that personal experience with the matter. So... I'm guessing we have a suicide attempt, then. Exactly. And personally, I'm not good when it comes to such things. I know I should be, since I work as a therapist, but would you mind? Just leave it to me. Hey, I'm Dr. Short. But if it makes you feel more at ease, you can call me Elias. Mm. Alright. Um, maybe let's start with a name. Would you feel comfortable telling me your name? Leo? Nice to meet you, Leo. How are you feeling today? I'm, I'm here, aren't I? Yes, I assume it's not exactly the most pleasant experience for you, but how about we just try to talk, you and me? I'm not going to force you to say anything. I just want to offer you a chance to talk to someone who's going to listen. I just want to go back home. Trust me, I understand. How about I tell you a little about when I found myself in your shoes? Maybe that will help just a smidge. I guess. Okay, let's see. I'm guessing I was around your age when it happened. How old are you? Sixteen. Yeah, that would put us at exactly the same age then. You don't have to believe what I'm telling you, 
but I was also sent to a mental hospital for observation a few days after my 16th birthday, give or take. Explaining why I thought being here was simply too much would be a whole other can of worms. Long story short, I tried to jump from a six-story building. I was never really scared of heights, so it seemed like the best option for me. But what eventually ended up happening was I stalled for too long. Someone had seen me when they were entering the building and, judging by the way they were panting, I think they ran the whole way up the stairs. I didn't particularly like it. Why did you do it? Do you mean attempt to jump from a building? Yeah. There are many reasons I lost my spark at that time. I was put into an orphanage, for example, but I think the main reason must have been that I had just realized why I had never been in love with a woman before. Why? It turned out that I just wasn't really like the other guys I went to school with. At 15, I realized that I was gay, which wasn't exactly risk-free around boys of that age. Were you scared? Very. There were all these small voices in my head telling me that I would never be good enough. When people found out I was homosexual, they started treating me differently. Some would harass me and others would downright throw rocks at me as I was leaving school. I felt very defenseless and alone. I know how that feels. I know what it feels like growing up different. But I can't imagine what a burden it must be to be stuck in a body that isn't truly yours yet. I could only sympathize with you and try to be there for you. I think I'm ready to tell you what happened. Just at your own pace. Things have been a little rough for me lately. Someone who I thought was my friend outed me as trans. People around me didn't take it well. A group of guys from a year above me mugged me when I was on my way home from school. Left some nasty scars, those bastards. Now I get filled with dread whenever I have to leave school on my own. I'm scared all the time. I took everything as it came, hoping that this violent rage people had started to show towards me was going to blow over soon. As the months passed, I was still alone and scared at the slightest movement at the corner of my eye. I felt like PTSD or something. Paranoia is a hard thing to get rid of, I've learned. And the voices didn't make it easier. What voices? It wasn't that loud in the beginning, and it mimicked my own voice well enough for me to think I was just projecting others' hatred onto myself. The small voices would tell me things like, you're not good enough, or you'll never pass as a real boy. I tried my best not to listen. I heard the same things being thrown at me on the daily already. I didn't need a reminder in my own head as well. I guess things would have been easier if I could have come to my family about this. Maybe I could have gone to therapy and all this would have been avoided. But they don't talk about this kind of stuff. It feels like I've become some sort of dirty secret to them. They tell me what happened at school was my own fault, since I could have just chosen not to be like this. Leo, I hope you're aware of this, but you never chose for it to be like this. I've had people tell me the same thing about being gay. 
I know, but it's hard to explain that to people who've never been in our shoes. That's certainly true. I hope it didn't come off as offensive. Oh, no, you're, you're good. Well, let's talk about what actually pushed me over the edge, so to say. The voices seemed to stop mimicking my own at some point. It started sounding way raspier and sicker than my own. It was also way louder, taking up most of the noise in my head. All the stuff it said were way darker and filled with hatred compared to the tame voices from before. This one would loudly tell me exactly how useless I was. When my mom would pretend I hadn't been beat up at school, it would tell me how she wished she'd never had me, how I was a burden to her, and how she would have been better off without me. I couldn't even look in the mirror without the words of disgust about the shape of my body screaming at me. The words seemed to just get a tiny bit louder and more insistent with each passing day. I decided to tell my parents I needed help. Not that they did anything about it. I was told I could drop the act and everything would go back to normal. That I wouldn't get any more attention by pretending to be something I would never be. I ran out of the room because I didn't want them to see me cry. I cried into my pillow so they couldn't hear me. I, I tried falling asleep wanting nothing but to forget what had been said. I realized shortly after that my parents' words had fed the voices, which now echoed inside of my skull in the crude mockery of their voices. Every harmful thing they ever said to me came back in an instant. My mother's words were the cruelest. The imitation of her words sent me into a state of panic. The voices kept screaming louder and louder, telling me I was a waste of space, what I will never forget is when they started telling me to kill myself. I wasn't worth saving. Just breathe, okay? You're gonna be alright. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's wipe those eyes and just take a very deep breath together before we continue. Any better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just a little. Thank you. Do you feel comfortable telling me the rest? Yeah. Um, I didn't want to do what I did. I just couldn't escape the voices. I did consider deafening myself, thinking maybe then the voice would stop too. But I didn't want to do that either. I've lived my whole life with sound. It would be too much of a challenge to learn how to live without it. I was already struggling mentally and I doubt my parents would ever care to learn how to speak to me again. I know this might sound weird, but even if all they do is berate me, it's still attention from my parents. Attention I wouldn't be getting if I lost my hearing. The idea of ending my own life uh, hadn't come into my head on its own. It was almost like somebody had placed it there. I felt compelled to walk towards the bathroom, the doors to the cabinet had been left wide open, a range of my mother's painkillers stretched out before me. I tried not to think about it just yet, since it did terrify me. The tuck was getting stronger and stronger. I must have swallowed like 20 or 30 painkillers before my parents found me. 
They did do me the favor of calling an ambulance, and I can hardly remember any of the insults they hurled at me before I passed out. I got my stomach pumped at the hospital, and once I was stable and out of harm's way, I was sent to see a trained professional. You know the rest. Thank you for telling me all of that. I bet it wasn't easy. Are you going to lock me up now? Oh, no. Don't worry. We'll only be keeping you here for observation. I'm going to try to see if a prescription of antipsychotics will solve the issue. You won't be stuck here. So, can I go back home? Eventually you can. For now, we'll help you back on your feet and get you the therapy you need. You can live with a psychosis if that's what you have. It's not the end of the world. I'll do all I can to ensure you get the tools you need. You have my word on that. Thank you. I'll help you back to your room, okay? Try to get a nap. You probably need the rest. If you ever need anyone to talk to, as a therapist or as a friend, I'll be more than happy to stop by in or outside of my work hours. That means a lot. I could really use a friend. Of course. Elias, I need to talk to you. You seem a bit agitated. What seems to be the matter? Did you even think to check with me or Matthew before calling CPS? I assumed you would find out eventually. It's our job to report any case of child abuse, no matter what degree or however much evidence we might have. That is not the issue, Elias. I asked you to do me a favor when I had you take that session with Leo. I had not gotten the permission from Matthew to hand over the case to you. Leo is my patient, Elias. <laughs> what does it matter whose patient he is? I did what needed to be done, so you're welcome. You do not have the qualifications to handle a suicidal patient, let alone one that young. I was working on a permission slip when I was called to Matthew's office. I'm in trouble now because of your rushed decision making. This is ridiculous. I did as I had been taught, and I'm tired of being treated like a child. I have worked here for soon four years and I should be more than skilled enough to manage patients like Leo. Look, I can agree that it is unfair, Elias, but I don't make the rules. You have to come talk to me before calling CPS over my patients, or at least tell me to do it. For what reason? So you could have done it instead? Exactly. I handle it just fine myself. <laughs> You shouldn't have been assigned Leo in the first place. What kind of therapist gets queasy discussing suicide attempts? First of all, Dr. Short, you yelled at the caseworker. I had to listen through the full audio recording. That is not what we consider handling things around here. Secondly, I'm not proud of my trouble with the topic. I know it's not exactly ideal. But I work as a therapist to help people, despite what you think of me. There's a reason I got the job instead of you. Is that what your ratings tell you? That's what my patients tell me, and that's the only people that matters in this line of work. Fine. What now? Are you going to fire me? No. You did what you were supposed to do. My only complaint is your lack of communication. 
You will no longer be allowed to take over any of my patients. I'm sorry, Dr. Short. Just leave, please. As you wish. Cerces is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode featured Alexander Bauma as Elias Emanuel Short, Henry Johannesson as Cairo Miras Timor, and special guest Link as Leo. It was audio edited by Els Sari and Henry Johannesson. Manuscript edited by Talia Hoylen and Rita Bauma and written by Alexander F. Baumann. If you like the show, you can rate us on your podcatcher of choice or even donate or buy some art on our Ko-fi. Want to know us better? Join our public Discord. All the links are in the episode description.